welcome to the Business Can Be Better podcast, vodcast, if you guys are with us now or if you're listening later. Sadly, my semi-famous co-host, Lane Anderson, has been just presented with so many opportunities that he has decided not to be a part of the show anymore. So um, originally, this was going to be my podcast, and Lane actually asked if he could join me, and I thought that would be amazing. So we did that for about a year, and now he's just got so many other, he's speaking on all these stages, he's the CEO of a really big great company. Um, And so we decided that I would just continue and I would bring on interesting and amazing and super helpful people like Richard, who is here with us today. Um, The whole point of the podcast is help business owners uh, become better, make businesses better, um, have good business owners become exceptional business owners. And so when I talked to Richard, and found out all the work that he can do for people around stress management and breakthroughs. Um, it was a, I had a hard time kind of picking one topic, but we're going to talk about handling stress today because it uh, is pretty relevant. Um, and so just a quick bio, um, Richard was born and raised here in Southern Alberta. He married Andrea. Did I say her name right? Yes. I was like, it could Perfect. be Andrea in the year 2000. <laughs> Five wonderful children. Wow, Richard, we have nothing in common. I could never, I could never, you guys are amazing. Um, who bring so much joy to their lives. They love sharing in life's adventures with them. So for more than a decade, Richard has earnestly studied leadership, communication, and people development. In 2010, he decided to pursue an MBA in order to develop his own leadership skills, and it was through this program he discovered coaching, his aptitude, and passion for it. Completed so many designations. I think you're making me feel inadequate and I need some more letters behind my name, Richard. So he completed his coaching designation with the ICF, International Coaching Federation, in 2015 and has been coaching since and adding letters behind his name, uh, working in his business full-time since January this year. And so you just moved to Lethbridge too, didn't you, Richard? Yeah, we were in Ontario for seven years and we moved back. We live in Raymond, so we moved back last year in well my wife and kids came out in the fall to start school and Uh I kept doing my corporate job I was coaching part-time and I I kept working as a facilities manager until the end of January of last year where I took the leap to be an entrepreneur to join your world so we do have something in common Kelly and and uh, actually probably more than we think we do (laughs) more than we know right now I think we do and Yeah. uh, yeah it's it's great to great to be here it's been quite an adventure yeah. For the past 15 months. Welcome to Lethbridge. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, even the wind. I was, I was looking at my hair before we started this. And I'm like, well, I've got that Lethbridge look, you know, just the hair all over the place. Um, I'd, I missed this part of your bio, which is probably the most important part. Your personal mission is to help others achieve their potential in life and have fulfillment of their dreams, hopes, and aspirations. So, um, yes, you are right. We have a lot in common. Um, and as I was reading through the stuff that you want to share today, uh, I was kind of sharing with you earlier, I feel like you're just going to carry this and I'm just going to, you know, ask a question here and there, but this is going to be the Richard show because uh, I'm really, really excited. Um, and also your company's called Empower Potential Coaching. Sorry, I wanted to mention that. Um, I'm really excited to hear what you have for us business owners, uh, because I have been talking to business owners from morning till night for the last five, it's been five and a half weeks now. And uh, a lot of them are really freaked out. Um, and, and I've definitely had my freaked out moments too. We were, we were kind of talking about, um, I said, if I was really brave, I would let you coach me live on, uh, on the podcast. But we decided against that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for your trust. Very quick, quick and full amount of trust that you gave me. I think I'm a good, 
good judge of character. You seem like a good person. Plus, we have so many friends in common, and everyone just loves you. So I, I wasn't surprised that we uh, that we got on well. So usually, when it's Lane and I here, because everyone already knows who Lane and I are, we would do like a catch up, like what's happened for you in the past uh, few weeks. But uh, basically, COVID has happened for us, right? Um, and we're going to get to know you. I guess we just talked about you a little bit, but I guess what's the last five weeks been like for you? For me, I've been up and down. Like I, I've had to work way harder to manage, manage my state. Like when I say state, I'm talking about how I feel emotionally. Just, just because it's such a different time. It's a, and everything has been shifting and changing so fast. Uh, it's, it's been good though. Like I'm so grateful for the training that I've had. And uh, I'm grateful for the support that I have in my life and, and the, the amazing people that I get to rub shoulders with consistently. Whether it's my clients, whether it's friends or meeting new people from, from all this, I, you know, I've probably reconnected with more friends in the last five weeks, like friends that I haven't talked to in, in a year or so or more than, than I can remember in the last decade doing that I, have you found the same people reaching out more yes I there was so much you said there I wanted to unpack so many of those things I think um no I haven't and I should be but I totally have been like isolating myself because I've been working so much like I've been working too much and not taking any breaks so when I get to the end of the day like when I leave here tonight probably like 7 30 I'm back to too long of hours, I know this. Um, but when I get done, I'm like, phones away, don't look at them, just like shut off from the world. I even have had to put in a weekly reminder in my calendar on Sunday to call my family. So no, unfortunately, I've not been uh, following your great example. Um, but I want to ask you a question that just came up for me because people ask me this all the time. Well, do you have a coach? And I'm like, of course, I have a coach. <laughs> I have a business coach. I have a health coach and then I have several mentors so where you do do you have a coach too yeah I do yeah I do my coach lives in Boise Idaho oh, interesting. and his name is Andrew Anderson he's amazing that's yeah. a great name yeah we we need somebody to stretch us and push us and yeah and and I just I have nothing but respect and admiration for him and and I love that when I get on a call with him once in a while I get to say Mr. Anderson and <laughs> Remind him of the Matrix back in the day. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I haven't seen that movie. Oh, you haven't? Oh. Sure everyone else has, though, so that's okay. It's, yeah, yeah. It's a good movie. It, it's a good movie for challenging your per, perception of life, like challenging what's real. You really want to think deeply about that? It's a great movie to start with. It doesn't sound like my shut-off sort of entertainment, right, that I'm looking for right now. <laughs> Um, so we, I introduced you, um, I'm sure that my name and bio are plastered all around somewhere here on the, wherever they're listening to the podcast. We don't need to talk about me again. Let's talk about the topic. So the topic is how did you, how did you uh, frame it? Just handling stress and even thriving during, during yeah. a tough time. Yeah. And so why yeah. is this topic? I, I think it's really needed from the people that I talk to, even just, I try not to spend a lot of time on social media. But even just scrolling a little bit on Facebook, I, I see that there is a lot of stress. There's a lot of angst. There's a lot of um, people who are struggling. Even some of the, the news reports of, of different people struggling with this total change. And, and also knowing that so many of our, our fellow business owners are, 
are not able to provide their great services or, or sell their great products that they have in the past right now. And just having everything kind of in upheaval, it, it creates stress because it's, it's just not normal. It's, it's not what we're used to as normal. We don't have our regular routine. And, and so I, I've actually um, done a, a free Zoom cast a couple of times. I haven't, I haven't put it up on social media but I have recorded it once since then on, on this very topic. Um, I'm, I'm privileged to be able to teach stress management to new entrepreneurs uh, through the entrepreneurship program at ExecuServe. Awesome. And, and so this is something that I just, I really wanted to help with. And that's why we're talking about it today. I think it's just, it's so, so meaningful right now. Yeah. Everything you said, I agree with. And I, I haven't really, I've only think I've only gone grocery shopping twice since this started um, because for me, I really like to talk to people and hug people and connect with people. And so going into the grocery store or the drugstore or wherever you have to go and having people basically like wearing masks and like running away from you, or if you come down the aisle, they go the other way. It's like uh, that stresses me out, but it also the routine thing definitely stresses me out but also the percentage of my time that is spent talking to people who are stressed out. So usually I'm talking to a handful of clients, you know, a group of people online and we're like positive and excited. And we might have the occasional person who's like, Oh, this is impossible. I'm going to give up. Like this is horrible. Um, but now I feel like it's uh, it's flipped. Like now it's like 5% of those people are that I talk to now are like, yeah, we can do this. And the rest are like, oh, we're never going to make it, or this is so horrible, or, and so it's really been, for me, really stressful, because I feel like my day is constantly spent trying to help other people not be stressed, so um, I was, like I said, I was really excited for this, and uh, I'll, I'll probably be, like, sitting here as a student more than a podcast host most of the well, time. Well, feel free to chime in, because there's always thoughts that we have that come up that, that are just so, so valuable, and so in the moment that people need to hear. Yeah, I have a very hard time not talking for extended periods of time. So don't worry, I'll chime in. Also, if you stop talking, like to take a breath, I will start talking. So don't don't worry about dead air. Okay, um, sounds great. So let's talk about, we're going to start, you explain kind of why this is important. Um, talk about how we're out of our routine. And so this is the part, I don't know if you talked about, it's a forced place of change, two levels. How do we cope? And then how do we thrive? Yeah. So let's talk about coping first, because really we are in a forced place of change, whether we want to admit it or not. And, and when, we, when we get pushed into a forced place of change, we really have a couple of options. One is we can flow with it and we can actually shift and change where we need to, or we can resist it. And resistance just it makes you stable if if you're ever to push against somebody else they what do they do with their hands they they push back right they resist back because they don't want to just get pushed ago, over clients i i did that but, two weeks ago to a client where did we learn that i i learned it from jim hillier about 12 years ago when he started running for he was one of the mps here for a while he started he running from tony robbins i feel like yeah. i remember his huge hands yeah, it was Tony Robbins because like he had somebody put their hand up or whatever, and then he pushed. And I remember yeah. being like, "His hand is so big." Yeah, we've we've there's so many things you're saying that I'm just like, "Yes, yes." So okay, good. I love that. So we're being forced to change. Yeah, we're well, we're in this we're in this place where we can choose. We can either choose to resist, or we can choose to change. We can choose to allow ourselves to grow and evolve and become the people that 
become our best selves. That's, that's really, those are really our options is to stay how we are or to become better. And I don't know about you. I I think I know what, what you would choose that, you know, we all, I think all of us who are here listening want to become better. Absolutely. And, And the danger is that we kind of unconsciously resist and, and we keep those old habits of, of running a same, the same kind of story in our mind of what's going on and how long it's going to go on and what this means. And when really none of us know at, at this point, even, even our pre I don't know if you watch the Alberta updates. I, I do from time to time, but. I try not to. The last one I watched was Thursday when she said there would be no summer event <laughs> people. And I was like, why do I watch this garbage? Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't watched a full one for a couple of weeks either, but I, I have caught updates, but ev- even they don't know. They, they're making their best guess. Yeah. They're, they're doing, they're following policy and, and there's so, so many variables and it's, it's such a complex thing uh, for our, our leaders to, to govern right now. One of my mentors, for, I'm sorry. I was just going to say for us, it's not, not that complex to be able to choose to grow. Go ahead and, about your mentor um no one of my i'm in a monthly uh coaching with uh brendan burchard and he said uh stop predicting you look like an idiot like he's like if you're in any position of like expertise or you're a business coach or you're a life coach or you're whatever stop telling people when their businesses are going to reopen and i just can't help it like i'm like i have a feeling you know a couple more weeks and you know restrictions are going to be lifted or just trying to instill some hope and optimism but yeah the the people that I look up to most are kind of like, you can't, you don't know. And for me, I really struggle with that uncertainty. Really. I, I really miss that certainty. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, that's, that's an amazing question is, is can you be okay being uncertain? And, and it's a great growth question because then you can kind of look within and say, what's going on? Like what, what is, what is making me not okay with this? What's the story I'm telling myself really, truly every day of our lives, we think we're certain because there's some predictability of it yet things get thrown in our way all the time that we deal with. And we're incredible at it. We do an amazing job dealing with uncertainty when it gets thrown at us. Yeah, you're right. I can, I this, can... this is just a prolonged thing <laughs> that we have certain uncertainty. And so that creates stress. I talked to a business owner today who was like, you know, it was going too good for too long. She said it was just my procedures were working. My job descriptions were perfect. She's like, I did all the things right. The budget was working, the marketing. And she just laughed and she's like, so then COVID. I'm like, you know, this is what being an entrepreneur is all about. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm loving your message because you seem very okay. Like you're like, you seem very okay with this. And for me, I, and I, I'm no, I know that you know this, but I make it very clear to people that I'm a business coach. I'm not a life coach. Um, and I told you on our, you know, we had a private conversation a few days ago. And I, I said to you, well, the reason I'm not a life coach is because I know my life is not perfect. You know, I'm not always okay. I'm not uh, in any position to teach uh, life coaching, but I'm definitely confident in my leadership, marketing and sales and financials. So um, to have somebody like you talking about this stuff, uh, just like the call I was telling you about with my mentor last night, she's so confident. And like I told you, I wrote down nine pages of stuff, right? And and uh, you both are just like, actually my coach too. You're just like, yeah, no, we don't know, but it's good. So it's almost as if you're giving us the gift of certainty. 
Well, <laughs> that's a pretty big weight to say that. Thank you. Though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fixed. You know, Hang up now. <laughs> I, I don't want to. I don't want to make any facade that, like, I don't have my moments with this, um, yeah. where I want it to go. Like, wish it was gone. It, it took some time. I think originally, I how I started approaching it is that this is kind of like a loss, and I have to go through the grief cycle mm. because things as I knew it were different. And uh, I'll try not to get emotional, but um, last year, when just after we moved back, my sister who'd been fighting cancer for three years passed away. Oh, I'm so sorry. And so that's still really fresh with that loss and going through that. So, and maybe that's supporting me a little bit better in this time to to help me to stay level. I'm also calm as part of my personality trait, and and so if if I'm not calm, I I seek to find a way to get there to to deal with whatever it is that I need to deal with to get there. That's awesome. My husband's probably wants you to come live with us and balance me out. That would be nice. Okay. So let's get into this. What is stress you've got written here? Yeah. In order to re- to really tackle this, the stress that we're feeling, we've got to understand what it is. And so we need to understand that stress really is a real or a perceived threat. And it, it brings us, it takes people into a fight or flight action, which there's a whole physiological response. I'm not going to get into that too deeply other than from my understanding of it is the heart starts pumping a little bit faster and it flows blood to the extremities of the body and it does not flow blood, blood as much to the brain. Mm. So hence fight or flight to be able to deal with whatever danger is in front of you. The problem with this stress response is that in our society today, we're not out hunting. We're not, uh, you know, out in, in that danger zone is not near as much as ancestors hundreds of years ago were when, when all of this kind of came into play with us, hundreds or thousands, uh, I don't know. And so we, we need to find a way to work through this, a way to manage it, a way to cope with it, because it is a natural response for all of us. And, and stress can be good. Stress can be really good to motivate, motivate us to take action. And action is really important if we want to change. It's, it's one of the requisites for change that we have to do, we have to take. And it can help us in solving problems as well. Yeah, I think that's actually, I've seen a lot of people, um, the, the fight or flight response thing, I was talking to someone about this today. Uh, people have been treating others differently than they normally would like with less kindness with less consideration with less patience um and i was trying to explain to a business owner today you know you you have to try and be empathetic because they're scared and that's that fear is overriding their logic sometimes you know i have definitely um had some uh reactions from people who i know very well who i know to be kind fair uh, people who keep their word, but that's not how they showed up to that situation. And it's just because they're scared, right? Um, but yeah, so how do you, when you say take action, I love that because I've been saying that a lot lately, like execution trumps everything. Like if you're going to learn something or you're going to read something, or you're going to go to a course or you're going to get coaching or you're going to read a book, but you, you learn all this great stuff, but you do nothing with it, you won't change, right? So I, I like that you said that, taking action. So what action should we take? Like, I feel like a lot of us are thinking, what can we do? Which is actually a great yeah. question, isn't it? It, it, it is. Ask yourself at home. Ask yourself that. What can you do? Because that really is, yeah. There is something you can do, right? There, there are definitely things you can do. 
and I think one of the best questions that people could ask themselves right now is what has, what has taken the stress from me in the past? Mm. And, and maybe make a list of those things. See, each one of us is so different. So what, what I, I could share with you what I do, and I probably will before we're done this call. And you could share what you do to deal with, to manage stress. But it might not be the same thing that other people need right now. And, and all of us are at a different place in our journey as well. Um, not saying further ahead or behind, just, just different. We have different experiences to draw from, a different way that we see the world. And, and so we need to be able to come up with a plan that works for us. And by the time we're done today, I'll, I'll give some suggestions awesome. that have been given not by me, but by actually the, um, see if I can, the Canadian Mental Health Association is one and the Alberta Association of, of Psychologists. I think that's what it's called. Maybe it was, there might be an, another name for it, but that's where some of this information is going to come from. Yeah, at the end, we love to end like that. Like we like to end the podcast for business owners, giving them like actionable things you can take out of this podcast that you can go do like today or tomorrow that actually will make a difference for you, make your business better. And and we all know your business can only be better if the business owner is better or the business leader is better. So perfect. That sounds awesome. Yeah, your business only grows to the extent that you do. And so here we have a real chance, a real chance to grow because we're having this mirror in front of us of of how we're showing up in stressful situations in in high high stakes situations right usually usually the stress that we experience is when there's a high high stakes it's something that we really want Mm. and in in this case we're kind of in this pressure cooker that's consistent and it's high stakes but we have no control over it our it seems like our actions don't mean anything right now but they do our own personal growth and how we come out of this will enable us to thrive if, if we can't thrive right now, it'll enable us to thrive as, as this moves and enable us to be more flexible as well. So you said um, it may seem like our actions right now don't matter. I just want to unpack that a little bit because uh, I see a lot of people short-term thinking, you know, like everything from deferring your mortgage and paying like $20,000 more in interest at the end of your mortgage or whatever um, to saying, no, I don't want to go to work. I want to stay home and collect EI um, just to not work and to collect money to um, wanting to, you know, get one of the business incentives without, you know, really qualifying for it or even just the, the kind of behavior where they're really rude to someone. Like I had someone call looking for help and he thought that I was the person who could tell him who the gov- like what the government programs were. And he was very stressed out and very desperate. And he was so rude to me. Uh, he just needed the answers to his questions. And, and it's like, the, I'm not even a, I'm not a government person. Like, and I'm, and I'm not, uh, but anyways, the way he treated me and the way people have been acting uh, and the, the things they've been doing, I think a lot of it is short-term thinking versus long-term. It's like eating the bad food or drinking the alcohol or not short term, it might feel good, but long term, certainly not adding up to good things long term for you. So when you, what do you mean? It, it it seems like our actions don't matter. I think you captured it pretty well there, in the short term versus long term thinking. <clears throat> it's real. There's an amazing book. Here's here's a resource called The Slight Edge by Jeff. Olson. Oh, I love that book. Of course, yeah. you know that book. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, awesome book. Another one that said like an awesome companion is Atomic Habits, and both of them are amazing. They have a different bend on, but they give the same message that this, the very simple daily disciplines that we do every day 
they add up, whether it, whether it adds up to going where we want to go or whether it goes down away from where we want to go. Yeah, totally. And, and so even though, so what I meant by that phrase of our actions may not seem like they matter is if, if your business right now can't operate or can't operate at full capacity, you kind of feel like you're running in place or, or like you're not getting anywhere. And that doesn't really matter what you do. It does. That, that's, it does. It does. That's the time to, sh- that's the time to shift and to think like in order to grow, we have to do things differently in order to grow ourselves. If we keep doing the same thing over and over, that's yeah, and expect different results. That's the insanity definition that's famously quoted over and over again, at least in our world as coaches. Right. Yeah. And, and so we just need to make sure that our actions count. We need to be very intentional with our lives and, and if you don't know what that is, then take the time to really figure out what you want. Really figure out what you want to be, who you want to be, what you want to do, and what you want to have. And this time is, if you're slower right now, this, is, this time is the perfect time for that because think, you're here. Yeah. This, this conversation, unfortunately, when I first got into the world of personal development, and I don't know if you've been to some of those seminars where they're like, bring your friends and family. They all have to learn this or the world won't change. I was like trying to bring my friends and family and you try to have the conversations that you have in the personal development seminars and they're like this. Who do you want to be? What are like, what are your intentions? Like, uh, how do you want to show up for people? But the to most people, it's a weird conversation. Probably not the people who are watching or listening because they want to be better. They're looking into personal growth. They're looking into growing their business. Um, but it's not a normal, you, you know, like I found it socially awkward for us to have dinner with uh, friends of ours who are married and for me to say, so what are your goals? And they were like, this is the weirdest dinner ever, you know, <laughs> but as you start having those conversations more um, and you, like you said, you're lucky enough to rub shoulders with some really amazing people. So if, when you and I are talking, like, what are your goals? I'm like, well, I think here's my goals. Here's my weaknesses. Here's what I want to work on. This stuff just seems normal to us. But to most people um, and business owners too, I mean, I try to sneak all this stuff in under the leadership umbrella, right? But I'm not going around telling people they need to work on themselves as like a leading conversation. It's uh, it's not it's not normal and it's not uh, the first thing people want to look at, but it's the thing. Like if you can't work on you, if you can't grow you, um, there's not a lot of hope for the business. So so that's the first question you want people to ask themselves: Who do you want to be? Yeah. Who? How do you want to show up? Yeah, I love but, that. And and then you can start from there and just <laughs> there's so many books that you could read. People I'm, love gonna, book recommendations, so tell me, I'll write them down. Well, let's let's let them come out organically. I think because yeah. uh, we just gave them two. Yeah, those, and edge. the slight edge is amazing because I think it's the second last chapter. He asks all those questions. He 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 sets it up so that you can start making those goals in the different areas of your life. I don't think I want to get into goal setting in this one. If you want to have me back, we can geek out on goal setting sometime. And totally. Yeah, let's I love do that. that. So I I think it's important to to understand the what I, I call it the experience cycle. When, when we're talking about being stressed and talking about changing, talking about making the best use of our time. And that's to understand that. And I wish I could show a visual here, but if, if you can picture in your minds, if you're visual, they're a cycle and having five things in it. And I, I love to tease out of it at the very start. I love to tease out your values. So your values are your val- tease them out of your thoughts, right? So your values are your deepest level programming. They're, they're how you evaluate life. 
and whether your life is being good, whether you, what you did today was productive and fulfilled you. And so understanding what your values are is, is really important when you set goals. And then you have your thoughts, which leads to your feelings, not your actions. They lead to how you feel first. And then we act based on how we feel. We either go towards pleasure or away from pain. And then that gives us our actions, which give us our results, which, and our results, we've, we've really got several choices when we have results. So if you think about the results now with COVID, we've got several choices. We, we can accept it and kind of blend it into our worldview, which is our, our values and what's really important to us, kind of our, that's our moral fiber. Or we can throw it away and say, this is, this is crazy. I don't want any of this to be a part of me. Or we can let it change our reality a little bit. And then, and then that allows us to grow and think about things differently and, and shift. And that's how growth really happens. If we were to, that's one model anyways, that's my model that I love to use. And it's very visual, by the way. Okay, thank you. You can see my hands. Someone who uses their hands more than me. This is very entertaining. I can see the whole thing. <laughs> okay, awesome. And and so being aware of that, knowing that that's that we respond going towards pleasure or away from pain, that that's how we take action, can be really empowering. If you're to just kind of take a step back, one of one of my mentors, uh, Lucy Friedman is her name. She wrote a a book about uh, it's called Syntax. Uh, or smart work syntax for change. And, and in this book, she talked about taking a step back on the observation deck, like basically looking at how you make decisions, how you respond, how you react really is what we're saying so that you can respond differently. And that's the way to change. If, if you just want a life of, of just reaction and everything being that way, you, you can do it. It's, it's, it just involves not, observing where you are and where you're going and and there may be some people who go through a lot of life like that there there's some of us probably have i know i have at certain parts in my life and gone through life like that i think it's actually like um i think it's well known in the personal development world but i think for the the average person we we need to be reminded that uh, a, a circumstance or event doesn't cause our feelings. It's our thoughts about that circumstance or event. So it's part of the cycle you were talking about. And that kind of helps me sometimes. It's like, I, I, I did this video like five years ago and I remember it was, I, I called it, uh, it's not about the shoes. And so I would, every time my husband, like he cannot help himself. He throws his shoes in the middle of the porch, front porch, back porch, whatever it is, right in the middle of the porch. And he can have five or six pairs at a time in there, but he just leaves them, even though there's shelves right there. So every time I would pick the shoes up and put them on the shelf, I would build a little more and more resentment and I wouldn't say anything. And then one day I took his shoes and I threw them all down the stairs and I was like hucking them down the stairs. And I was so mad. And he's like, what is wrong with you? You're crazy. And I was just like, you know, you're so disrespectful. I put your shoes on this shelf. You put your shoes back on the floor. Like it's, it's, it's about disrespect. And, and luckily he had just gone, well, not luckily for me, but we had just come from a personal development seminar and he's like, no, no, that's just your story, silly. <laughs> oh, I could have choked him. But yeah, he was right. Like it's just shoes. There's just shoes there. That's, that's it. That's the extent of the situation. But I made it mean something that is totally arbitrary which is not what he intended. He's just lazy or doesn't put his shoes away. I don't know, but definitely not disrespectful. Um, so I, I try to use that example with people because 
in, I think in business, especially right now, you have to be very careful and think before you act or think before you respond. Um, and so if you can kind of slow down and think, why do I feel angry? It's like, what's what I'm telling myself? What am I telling myself? And if you can kind of get to that level of awareness, I feel like that helps, helps save some shoe throwing. Yeah, totally. Totally. And, and if you're like, if this is a new concept to you, you're watching this now, I just really encourage you to be easy on yourself. At, at first, it seems like it, it not, not that nothing's happening because you've, you've gone down that habit pathway so many times and you're just now starting to kind of pull back. Just, just be patient. Keep setting the intention. You know, put a reminder for yourself every day and, and eventually it comes. That's, that's just how habits work. That's how, that's how success happens. It's, it's, it's not that somebody was born with some incredible, incredible gift and, and they stepped into the world and they were multimillionaires with, with that. They, they built themselves line upon line, just print like principle after principle after principle or step after step after step. In, in the learning and then the moving forward and the learning and moving forward in the, that cycle of growth over time. Let, let me give some ideas, if you're okay, Kelly, move on here about psychological coping during a pandemic. And this did come from the Alberta Association of Psychologists. Oh, I'm interested to see how good this stuff is. And, uh, and so they, they said to cope, and remember, so we're talking about coping, that's being okay with it. Where we want to get to by the end of this is to talk about thriving, how to thrive right now. Um, so they said to cope is to stay informed, but not overloaded. Oh, so I, make sure you're I agree. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and be careful what news outlets you get information from as well, where you're getting your information. Make sure that's credible. They said, stay healthy. And then the third thing is to manage your own stress. And so what they suggested to manage your own stress was again, limit your media consumption avoid getting into discussions about the event because there's some really polarized yeah. opinions about it yeah. and that can cause stress. They said that stress and anxiety is, it really is wasted energy uh, worrying about the future because it's worrying about the future. And really when we worry about something that's going to happen, <laughs> we, we just don't know. We don't know that that's going to happen. Wayne Dyer, I don't, I don't know if you know him very well. There's you do. And, and there's probably others on the podcast who, or, uh, who are watching this who do know him. He said something in his Excuses Be Gone CD that I was, it was a gift given to me that has stuck with me. And he quoted an older gentleman that said, I've suffered a lot in my life through a lot of things. And most of them have never happened. Yes. <laughs> Wayne Dyer, that's one of his classics. He must have like 43 books or something, eh? Oh, I, yeah. I, yeah, he's amazing. He's um, awesome. Yeah. So, so that's one. Uh, remember that life will go on. And because it will, we've been on this planet for who knows how long. We can guess at thousands and thousands of years. That argument. <laughs> yeah, we won't get into that argument. Um, because we have, there's different viewpoints. And uh, we can, and then they also said we can build our resilience. And so build your resilience by doing the things that you enjoy doing. And finding the little joys in your life every day. They also said keep connected. So social distancing doesn't mean social isolation. So yeah. make sure you stay connected with people. And and also have a plan. So the meaning that if something did happen, that you would be able to 
instead of reacting to it, you'd be able to respond with, with a very methodical plan. So you're not necessarily worrying about the future and saying, oh no, this is gonna happen. You're saying, okay, if this happens, this is what I'm gonna do. So if you had, and we're probably, most of us are past this point, but if you had a loved one who's out of the country and they're coming home, then you need to social isolate for, not social isolate, you need to, you need to quarantine yourself in your home for 14 days. I was gonna say hibernate, so I'm no, no help. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just contradicted myself with that <laughs> one. And, and so just have that planned. That's, it's really important. Um, I actually am thinking of a couple that I work with who own a business that's been shut down. Um, and they have actually been spending their time with their kids. Um, they've been getting back into fitness. They took a cooking class. Uh, they started another online course, something they've always wanted to do. Um, and the two of them are just getting along great. And they just seem like they literally look like they just got off the plane from a beach vacation. So compare that to, you know, other people who are in a much more stressed sort of uh, unhappy state. And I think they're doing a lot of the things that you talked about. And, and I have to say, I hope you're on my email list. And I'm glad I sent this out yesterday, because you're, otherwise, you'd think I was copying you on a lot of this stuff. But I wholeheartedly agree with these recommendations. Um, Thank you. Mo most of it, uh, a lot of it came from my own sort of self assessment, though, you know, I've been looking at myself and other business owners for the last five weeks. And I kind of went through, okay, here's what I was doing that was not helping, you know, um, and I had stopped exercising, which is crazy for me because it's a huge part of my identity is that I'm an athlete. And I, my gym closed and I just hadn't exercised like for a month. And that is so out of character for me. So no wonder I wasn't feeling my greatest, you know, um, staying healthy sounds like, like stay healthy. It's like, uh, yeah, easy. Sure. But you know, it's eating healthy. It's drinking tons of water. It's, um, sleeping, doing some form of exercise, even if it's just walking, but yeah, I've absolutely seen the difference these things make, um, people's lives in the, in the business owners I've been talking to. So these are for sure really good. Yeah. And, and we need to come to kind of a new, sort of a normal at this time, a new normal for right now, I'm not suggesting that we, we get comfortable and say, this is how the world's going to be forever. We, we just don't know that. I am suggesting though, that our, our brains, they love patterns. They love to have patterns and, and just have things be automatic. So find those things that you can make automatic Find a way to, to stack a habit, right? If, if you're used to going to the gym and working out, find a way to create that same sort of trigger that has you do that habit at home and so that you can keep going and, and stay healthy. Yeah. I had to end up putting it in my calendar again. I, I had all my old gym dates with my trainer in my calendar and I just wouldn't, as you've been talking, I keep thinking, I think I'm in denial. I think I'm staying in denial. Cause I like till last week, I still had all my gym dates every week on repeat with my gym trainer. I'm like, ah, oh, next week will be open. Next week will be open. So finally took those out and put in my own workout dates. So hopefully that'll help. Yeah, I think it will. Yeah, I think it will. That's awesome. It, I was on a call this morning with a man by the name of Kevin Hall. Is it all right if I, sh I shift to this now? Of course, yeah. Yeah. That you don't have to ask. I'm just here to okay. facilitate your teaching because this is awesome. So Kevin Hall, I'll, since for visual people, I'll show it here in the Zoom. He wrote this book that I've been talking to everybody about for the last month or so since I got it and read it. 
And uh, it, it's, a, it's an awesome book. It's called Aspire, and it's about the power of words and the origin of words. And he goes through 11 words in it. And the first five are about looking within yourself. So I, I could tell you what they are, but I don't want to spoil it for you in case you want to read the book. Do people get mad about spoiling books? I think it's only about oh, sure. Probably not. Probably not. I won't. If anybody okay. get mad, hang up now or shut off the podcast now. Okay, so the first word is Genshai. And, and that's a, you'll have to read the chapter to learn what it's about. And, uh, and then the next word is Namaste. And then the next word is Pathfinder or leader. It's the same words as leader. And he goes through and he talks about the origin of all these words. The connector word is humility. And then there's five words that are kind of more words that you express yourself with. So the first five are words with, of looking within and the last five are words of action, words that you do. The final one is integrity to kind of wrap it up. Right. Anyways, Kevin, this, this book that he, he wrote is rated number one, the number one personal development book on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. And in this call, he was asked the question, what did he notice was the difference between people thriving right now versus people surviving? And you need to understand that Kevin is, is a coach as well. He's a coach and a trainer and a teacher. And he's, his superpower is he, he loves words and he's excellent with words. And so he sees people all the time. He, he worked for uh, Franklin Covey and, and uh, was a colleague of Stephen Covey's when, when that was going strong. When, when Stephen was alive. And uh, anyways, so his answer to this question is, is he said that those who are thriving right now are people who either find a coach or they keep coaching. They have somebody in their life who's going to push them further. And they're people who are investing in themselves. So of course, coaching is an investment in yourself. And it sounds a little bit self-serving to say this, but I'm, I'm quoting from him that, that this is what we need to do. And really, when we invest in ourselves, this is the surest investment that any of us can make. We've all seen what's happened with the stock markets in the last six weeks and how volatile those are. When you invest in yourself, it's a return that keeps returning for your whole life. Like, what, what better investment do we have than that? It's, it's guaranteed return. It's amazing. He, he said that these people who are thriving right now, they haven't slowed down their growth. In fact, they've accelerated it. That's why I said at the start, now is the time. Now is the time to do this. He said, keep reading, keep thinking different thoughts, keep changing. We're the average of the five people that we hang out with the most. And that's, a, that's an overused phrase, but it's a very true phrase as well. The people yeah. around us can pull us up or they can pull us down, keep yeah. us from achieving what we want to achieve. You have to ruthlessly audit that group of people. Yeah, choose them wisely. Yeah. And the coaching thing, I, uh, I'm glad you brought it up because I haven't found a classy way to bring it up myself. But I mean, I didn't cancel my coach. I, I think that this is the time that you need a coach the most. This is what, what a coach is for, to lean on, to ask for resources, to, um, to grow and to learn. And to me, it's obvious that if you were going to get business coaching or you were going to get personal coaching or life coaching, that this would be the time. But I don't think that is how a lot of people think. We are coaches. We've, we get it. We have invested in ourselves. We have seen the exponential return that you can get from a coaching investment. But I think it's, it's almost, it would almost be good for us to have someone else here, um, but you know, get their opinion on it. But I think for, for me, when you say that, I'm like, 
yeah, say it again. Like, it's so true. I totally believe that. But I, I have trouble getting people to realize the power of that. And especially now, and I guess I haven't really been trying to convince anyone. Um, you know, I'm saying in marketing right now, you know, what you should be doing is being empathetic. You should be connecting. You should be serving. You should be helping. Um, definitely not promoting selling right now. Um, but I also always replace the word selling with serving. But yeah, business coaching right now, the, the clients who are still getting business coaching, they're getting their procedures and their systems and their finances and their marketing and, and their job descriptions and everything perfectly ready so that when people come flooding back because they will and they'll want to, their business is going to be kicking butt and some of their competitors might not even be open or they're going to open after being, you know, sloth like for two months and they're going to be way ahead. Um, in terms of personal development, I think as long as you execute, yeah, it's the best investment you could ever make because you have control over it. You have no control over the stock market. You have no control over other investments, right? But investing in yourself, you, you get to do with it what you, what you choose. And if you pay for coaching and you don't listen, not a good idea. But if you want to pay for coaching and you want to do what what you're taught. Oh my gosh. The, the exponential return is crazy. Yeah. I love that advice. I tried to order that book while you're talking and it wouldn't let me. Amazon has canceled like 98% of my orders over the last month, which is probably good. It's probably the safe thing to do, but I'll have to get it when things go or when things change. It, it's a know. fairly quick read too. Awesome. It, it's awesome because at the end of every chapter, he gives a challenge to think of somebody who personifies that word, that trait in your life, and to reach out to them and to tell them why they do that for you. Oh, why, why you see them awesome. that way. I love that. Yeah. So, I love that. Super and amazing. Have, yeah. So I wrote that on our list too, Aspire. Okay. <laughs> yeah, four, and, so <laughs> four so far. And, and then uh, near the end of this call, he, he gave two questions that we can all ask ourselves. And these are, these are questions we can ask ourselves to really help, uh, help to know what's going to bring us joy, what's, what's going to help us to snap out of being stressed all the time, if that's where, where we're at right now, or, or to push ourselves further if we want to get further. These questions are first, how can I become greater at what I'm greatest at? So really focus on what, what are you good at and what are you really great at, actually? And all of us have those. If you're sitting here right now thinking, I don't have that, don't listen to the voice. That's, that's the wrong voice. You do have it. Every single well, one of us. Does. Well, Every one of us. They'll tell what's, you. What's that? And ask what you're great at. They'll tell you. Who, who's, who will? Call your mentor or somebody who oh, loves yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Your call, mom. Call your mom. She'll, She'll tell, tell you. you a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> That's right. So what am I greatest at? And uh, because all of us are an un we are unrepeatable miracles, every single one of us, there's no two one of us that are the same on the earth today. And we all have the opportunity to serve each one of us has, has something or many things that other people need. And so tap into that, find out what that is. If, if you don't know, find out. And if you do know, then start working at it and start serving. The second question he gave was, who will I serve today with my gifts of greatness? Who is it that I'll serve today with my gifts of greatness? And I can tell you doing that can, doing that without feeling stressed to do it, 
because there's a difference. Like if you feel pressured to just do it because I have to do this, it's a task, right? It's a checkbox for me. I have to do it. Then it, it loses it loses that power that it has to to help us to feel great. Do do it because you can, and do it because you want to. And those are keys. I hope my client I emailed right before this isn't listening because I emailed her that too. Just remember, you're choosing to do this. You can choose to quit, or you can choose to keep doing it. But you're choosing. It does. Yeah. When you really get that one, when you really try that one on, it does make you feel a lot better the whole accountability piece. But I mean, now we have like 11 offshoot podcasts that we can do. <laughs> you're talking <laughs> for an hour. Um, when you're talking about serving, I think that's another concept that I think a lot of people could be helped by right now. Because if you're really feeling scared or anxious or stressed out or negative, it, there's a good chance you're thinking about yourself. You know, what am I going to do? how am I going to get through this? Or, you know, how is this going to affect my bank account? Or how is this going to, and if you can just flip it to service instead of self, or um, how have I heard it said before, if you're feeling helpless, help someone. So, you know, people when they're depressed or they're not feeling good in normal circumstances, I would say go volunteer, go be a big brother, big sister, shameless plug, big brother, big sisters need volunteers really, really bad. There's 83 kids waiting. So if you have an hour a week, do that. But if you're feeling helpless, help someone else. Um, I think that that always gets me back into a, a really good place. Um, and then that you were talking about, there's, you know, things you can do to feel good. I think if that's one thing I took, like I told you, I wrote these nine pages and I really want to like go through them and highlight them and summarize them. Um, and maybe talk about some of them on my live on Thursday, but feeling good is such an important part of life. And people, I think we all, especially older generations, they kind of, it's like the hard work, the grinding, the, the forcing, the checking off, the martyrdom, you know, the working so hard to, or having to deserve stuff, you know, um, that's not actually it, you know, it's, it's about feeling good and helping others feel good. And, and sure, if you want to work a lot and, and do great things and serve others, but it has to feel good, you know, most of your day should feel good, you know, um, and so yeah. And if you're not at a place and not you, cause I know that you are, but if people listening aren't in a place where they are enjoying most of their day, then I would say, try to find a way that you can enjoy it or change what you're doing. Um, or at least try to inject some little things. So I did this exercise a long time ago that I recommend to people all the time. It's like a happiness free writing exercise for set a timer for five minutes and then just start writing on a page, just words, sentences, whatever things that have made you happy ever things that could make you happy in the future, things that make you happy now. And then at the end of the five minutes, just grab a marker, a highlighter, and just circle the things that you could do now. And a lot of the times people will see, like for myself, it's flowers, you know? Like I'll grab fresh flowers once a week or every two weeks, and I seriously smell the flowers. Just seeing them and smelling them, it's it's a, I don't know why, but it's just such a, it makes me so happy. And so I make sure I always have flowers, and that's one little thing, you know? Um, exercise, sunlight um funny movies cuddling like petting your dog all these things there are around us that we could be doing to bring a little more joy and a little more happiness into our lives people think oh i can't do anything fun like we can't yeah. go to the movies we can't do this no that's not true There's i've heard my kids say that oh yeah yeah <laughs> let, let them be kids for a anything. while <laughs> <laughs> had a few meltdowns <laughs> but, but they're great they're doing good 
Good. That's good to hear. I can't imagine. And are they all school age or how many did you say are school age? They are. They all are. Yeah. Wow. Turning great. nine next week up to uh, 16 at home. And then I have an 18 year old that's in England right now. Oh, wow. What's it like over there right now? Same? Similar. Yeah. Similar. They, they get confined to their flat a lot. So. Wow. Yeah. But you know, it's good. Like you're just talking about things you can do and, and all of us are different, but it's, it's those things that bring you joy, the small things. So for me, I enjoy meditation. I know a lot of people, a lot of people don't like they think that man, those 10 minutes, such a waste of time. I'm just sitting there blanking my mind, but I, I love it. I love that it refreshes me and, and that meditation can take away stress that it I can just let my mind unwind and then be ready for my next client or be ready for the time I get to spend with my kids and yeah. whatever, whatever it is that we're doing, playing Mario Kart or outside kicking the soccer ball around or whatever, you know, whatever. And it, I'm one of those people just who helps. Um, I'm one of those people who used to think meditation, also yoga, I included yoga and meditation together for some reason. Well, there is probably a lot of meditation in yoga. I still haven't tried yoga. I'm so sorry, people. Um, but <laughs> meditation, I used to think was a waste of time because I could be doing productive work, which is so funny because uh, I wanted to say to the people out there who aren't meditating, just try a guided meditation, like a two minute, you can start, I have a headspace app, you can start with two minute meditations. And it's like, you can listen to an Australian accent and you could just listen to a voice for two minutes and you have no idea. It's like a lot of people out there are drinking or using other substances to try to clear their head or to shut off or to relax. And those have bad effects, but meditation has nothing but good effects. And it gives you that same shut off, refresh. Um, you know, it's like a healthy, it's like a healthy, I don't know how to describe it, but I think that it could replace a lot of bad habits. But yeah, it's, it makes you way more productive. It's not a waste of time. It's not. It's, it's a health thing. It's a mind thing. It's a focus thing. I think so. Some of the, some of the seminars I've been to, they've talked about meditation. If you don't have time to meditate 30 minutes a day, that's when you need to meditate an hour a day is what that's, that's the expression that they use yeah. to get clear. And, and meditation actually can make you that much more productive. So totally. If you're feeling stressed and you're sitting down to do some work, you're just not going to be that productive because you're going to be, your mind's going to be not focused going to whatever you're stressing about. But if, if you're clear, then you can kind of get in that state of flow when ideas are generated easily. And before you know it, you've accomplished so much more than you thought you could. You know, that's a key. And I really want to, if that, if I leave people with one thing, it's that you have to get to that feeling good place to unlock your creativity because there are things you can do not only for fun or for joy or for happiness, but for business. Like you, if you're shut down right now, you probably don't actually have to be shut down. There's probably a way you could operate safely, or you could be doing something else to earn money, or you could be, you know, pivoting and offering a different service, or, you know, um, everybody we've brainstormed with who's been in a good place has come up with a plan. And even some people are making more money now than they used to, and will make way more money when they reopen. But nobody who's stressed out, angry, negative, closed-minded is going to have a breakthrough. You know, you have to be meditating, eating healthy, sleeping, feeling good, feeling joy, um, or nothing will come. Like it just, 
you can be creative. I think there's a, I always butcher quotes, so I try to stay away from them, but I want to say it was Einstein or somebody, but I'm probably way off. You can't, you can't fix a problem with the same minds that you created it with. Do you know that one? I, I've heard it, but I'm not really familiar with it. Butchered so much, you can't tell which quote it is. But yeah, you, <laughs> you just really, you can't be a creative problem solver um, when you're not feeling good. So you got to yeah. find ways to feel good. Your, your emotional state is the key because that's what drives our actions. Either we do we do what makes us feel good or we go away from pain. And yeah. so it's, it, yeah, it's, I, I work a fair amount on that. I Well, I, I ensure with my clients all the time just through chatting with them at the beginning of a session, coaching session, where, where their emotional state is, I ensure that, I try to ensure that they are in a good place so that we can really grow. And if they're not, then we work on whatever the state is and what's what story it is that's causing the state. And uh, because you, you need to be able to deal with that in order to set clear action items, move yeah. forward. Totally. Yeah, that's great. So I see you've got some really clear stop this and start that. I really like this. You want to share that? And I think we're going to be almost done. Yeah. Yeah. So in summary, uh, keep doing the things that make you feel relaxed and happy and, and keep growing. Don't, whatever you do during this time, keep growing. Keep that going. However that looks for you, whether it's with a coach, whether it's with just having an accountability partner or somebody to generate new ideas with, keep keep growing or even books where you know we're in such an amazing day where where we have the internet at our fingers and we can pull there's ebooks there's audiobooks on audible or other platforms that you can pull from and you there's really no excuse for us not to keep growing right now and you know i try to force my husband to read for the longest time and then i realized he just loves listening so he loves audible or youtube videos even actually you know what ted talks Yes. Yeah. And you know what, even the, they, they, uh, if you have never watched them before, you probably think they're ridiculous, but we used to watch them for sports or for, for training. Uh, they're like these really hardcore, like, I think Les Brown used to do them. Like it's like music and it's like people lifting really heavy weights. And it's just like this and I'll catch my husband listening to them every once in a while. And it's so cute, but they work fast. There's like music, there's visuals. And it's just like this short burst of, okay, yeah, I can do this. Like do whatever you have to do to get yourself into that place. Cause that's the place. And, and I have to say too, people are watching you. If you're listening to this, you are a leader and people, not just your kids, not just the people around you, your employees, your clients, but people you don't even know are looking up to you. And so they need you. They need you to show up. Absolutely. Love that. So moving on to the thing to, to stop, stop focusing and worrying about the future. Um, expectations are expectations are changing so fast right now anyway. So what's, what's the point of dumping all that energy into it? There really, there really isn't one. Instead, plan your growth and use this time to get clear on who and what you want to be and what you want to do and what you want to have. I love this. So I, on Thursday, I'm going to be talking to, on the live about, um, look at your mission statement, look at your culture statements, look at your vision statement. And I had the coincidental luck of seeing ours today because Laura put them up for me today in the lunchroom. And I've reviewed them with a lot of my clients. And it's like, those aren't changing. Your mission in life is not changing. Your mission in business is not changing. Your values are not changing. Your grand vision for five, 10 years from now is not changing. 
the person you want to be is not changing. So it, it can be really helpful, I think, to review those and remember those. Yeah. 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 For sure. And if you haven't done it, then it's a good time to start. And the most amazing thing about personal growth and development is that there is no right or wrong answer. You're not going to get an A or an F on whatever it is that you write because you're the one who gets to decide where you're going with it. You're the one who creates it. There. Oh, that reminds me of a quote. I don't know if I'll be able to find it. Okay. Well, while you're doing that, I'll just repeat these four book titles for people. The books that we talked about today, um, if you want to find them, I don't, I don't know what you can order on Amazon and what you can't right now. I got, I got a delivery the other day from China. So I don't know how that came through and my other ones didn't, but um, <laughs> the slight edge, and I'm not going to remember all the authors. I apologize, but the slight edge is the first one. Um, Jeff Olson. Jeff Olson is the author. for awesome. that. Okay. And Atomic Habits. Is this the same guy, Duhigg, that wrote the other Habits book, The Power of Habit? Uh, no. Uh, James. Somebody? James something, I think. So it's slight edit, Atomic Habits. It's okay. People can Google. Okay. Uh, did you say that one uh, was Smart Work Syntax for Change? Yeah. Yeah. By Lucy Friedman and Lisa Marshall. And then it's Fire, and you showed us that one already. Awesome. Yeah. You want to share a quote with everybody? Okay. So this is by E.E. E. Cummings. And it is to be nobody but yourself in a world which is doing its best night and day to make you everybody else means to fight the hardest battle which any human being can fight. So find out who you are and, and be that and work towards it. Start now if you haven't started. And, uh, and then finally, the last suggestion is do things that bring small joys to your life every day. So find what your gifts are and use them to serve. That's awesome. Uh, it's so weird how many coincidences we're having the last few days we've been talking, but the whole first two pages last night from my call with my mentor was like, who are you really, you know? Um, yeah, that's a, I can't say this enough, you guys, if you don't have a coach or uh, a mentor, you have to get one. Um, and I'm not saying you have to go pay anyone. A lot of people, I don't know about you, Richard, but I always do one free session for people. Um, yeah. You'll do that too. Okay. First, and you, first one's always free to, to see uh, if we're, to see if we're a good fit to work together. Awesome. You know, so reach out um, and you don't have to work with us. Uh, there's so many uh, great, helpful people out there. Could even be somebody who, you know, right now, who seems happy, who seems okay who seems to be doing better than you, you know, just have a chat with them, um, ask for some guidance. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a big difference between a good coach and a bad coach too. So I'm not going to say that any coach is a good coach. Um, but yeah, I would shamelessly, shamelessly encourage you to reach out to Richard for a free session. Cause I bet that would probably be the best. I don't know how long it'll be, but if it's an hour, the best hour you've spent during, uh, this pandemic. So do you have anything else you want to add? Thank you, Kelly. Grateful that you that you joined me. Yeah, I'm I'm grateful too. Thank you for having me, and thanks for your insights as well. Like it's it's just so awesome to be able to like really the people who are watching this. We met we've met once, Kelly and I have, and and not so in real life. <laughs> yeah, not in real life, just over Zoom, and and it's just it's so awesome. It felt like this conversation was just getting to know you better, and I'm excited to to do more in the future if you want. Yeah, you're awesome, Richard. I'm, uh, I'm not surprised that you came so highly recommended to me. So I hope that we got some people listening. And uh, I'm sure when it's up at, uh, on the podcast um, channels later, they can listen wherever they want, Spotify, Apple, wherever else they listen to podcasts. Thank you guys for watching and listening.